48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. Omicron booster shots to be available for next month. The Undersecretary for Health says it would be unwise to further ease COVID restrictions now as cases are rising. And the US bans the sale of communication equipment made by major Chinese tech companies. Booster shots that protect against both the highly infectious Omicron variant and the original COVID strain will be available to the public from next month. Wendy Wong has more. The government made the announcement after around 770,000 doses of the so-called bivalent shots arrived here yesterday. But the Secretary for the Civil Service, Ingrid Young, who's in charge of the COVID vaccination program, said these BioNTech bivalent jabs would only be available as a fourth-dose alternative. The bivalent vaccine is only uh, for those who are having their fourth dose. Those who are having their first to third dose, they would not have this choice of bivalent vaccine or the, uh, or the one that have, we have already been using. So only those who are taking the fourth dose uh, need to choose between uh, the bivalent or the, or the old one. Currently, the public can choose between the original BioNTech mRNA vaccine and the Sinovac deactivated virus jab. The government recommends two groups receive a fourth dose, namely people over 50 and anyone with a weak immune system. People under 50 can also get a fourth COVID shot on a voluntary basis. The government has procured a total of 1.9 million doses of the BioNTech bivalent mRNA vaccine. The remaining doses are expected by the end of the year. The Undersecretary for Health, Libby Lee, says it would be unwise to ease COVID restrictions now because infection numbers are increasing. She told a TV programme that the daily case tally, which has doubled from early this month, had not peaked and relaxing curbs now would be like adding fuel to the fire. Meanwhile, the chief executive, John Lee, says he has now tested negative for COVID. On Monday, Mr Lee tested positive for the virus after returning to Hong Kong from a four-day trip to Bangkok. The chief The chief executive, John Lee, says he's now tested negative for COVID. On Monday, Mr Lee tested positive for the virus after returning from Bangkok. In a Facebook post, Mr Lee thanked people for their concern. He said the occasional cough was now generally feeling okay. The Commissioner of Police, Raymond Sue, says the force is carrying out a thorough investigation into the use of a wrong song in place of the national anthem at a rugby competition earlier this month. The incident happened in South Korea, and the song mistakenly played was associated with the violent protests of 2019. Mr Xu said officers had talked to staff members of the Hong Kong Rugby Union and collected their communication records for investigation. Meanwhile, the Secretary for Culture, Sports and Tourism, Kevin Young, has said so far the mix-up doesn't appear to be politically motivated. Based on the information and the uh, evidence we have on hand, and also based on the explanation from the Asia rugby and also the world rugby. At this stage, we have no evidence to show that there is any political move behind the incidents. But at the same time, the police is still carrying out its investigation, so uh, we could not really come to a conclusion until we see the investigation of the police. The Biden administration has banned the sale of communication equipment made by major Chinese tech companies on national security concerns. The U.S. Federal Communications Commission said the import of products made by Huawei and ZTE posed an unacceptable risk. The order also affects firms making widely used video surveillance cameras, including Hike Vision and Dahua. Two and a half thousand people have stripped off on Sydney's Bondi Beach in the name of art and skin cancer awareness. 
The group posed nude for photographer Spencer Tunick, who wants the event to remind people to get their skin checked for melanoma. Participants say unusually chilly and windy conditions were an extra challenge. To be honest, the nudity is the least of it. It's the sand in the face <laughs> and the salt in the air, but it's, it's great. They just did a countdown, like three, two, one, everyone just did it at the same time. Like literally everyone took their shirts off, everyone took their pants off, everyone, it's just, it was surreal. Sport, and at the Football World Cup in Qatar, England missed the chance to secure their qualification as they laboured to a goalless draw with the USA, which means that technically all four teams in Group B can still make it to the last 16. England suffered a sobering reality check as they were outplayed for long periods by a youthful United States side. Chelsea's Christian Pulisic struck the crossbar for the US and they failed to take a stack of first-half chances. England's captain Harry Kane was restricted to half chances, while the closest England came to scoring was a Mason Mount effort on the stroke of half-time. And staying in Group B, the first red card of the tournament saw Wales pay the price as Iran produced a sensational 2-0 win that gives them a great chance of reaching the knockout stages for the first time in their history. The BBC's Delith Lloyd was at the Ahmed bin Ali Stadium. I've made my way outside the Ahmed bin Ali Stadium where Iran beat Wales 2-0. Two injury time goals. Wales rode their luck a lot during the game. Iran had a goal disallowed in the first half, then hit the post twice in the second half. In the 86th minute, the Wales goalkeeper Wayne Hennessy was sent off for a high challenge. Wales were down to 10. And a few moments later, Ruzbe Chesmi scored a brilliant goal. That was in the 98th minute. The stadium absolutely erupted because it was full of thousands and thousands of Iranian fans anyway. At least half the stadium was filled with Iran fans. They were cheering, they were jumping up and down. The colours were brilliant. Ramin Rezaeen then sealed Iran's fate by scoring the second goal to get a very well-deserved win over Wales. I caught up with some very happy Iranian fans after the match. Amazing. I was, I'm just over the moon. I can't tell you how excited I am. I mean, they just gave it all and they got the good results. And that's it. That's all about it. It's national pride, really, for Iranian. They, I think they redeemed themselves after losing 6-2 against the other team, right? There are some uh, social issue in Iran, political issue that has prevented a lot of people really to come here and be united. But as a whole, it was a great game. So Iran supporters delighted with that victory. They're still at the World Cup. Wales have it all to do. And Rob Page's Wales team now have to beat England in their final match to have any chance of making it through to the knockout stages. A 3-1 defeat to Senegal in Group A last night means Qatar became just the second home team in World Cup history to exit the tournament at the group stage. The BBC's John Bennett said it was at least an improved performance from Qatar's first match when they lost 2-0 to Ecuador. I mean, it would have been very difficult not to be better than that, that opening night on Sunday, but, but they did show character, they did show heart, there was a bit more quality as well. But Senegal, the African champions, finally their quality came through at this World Cup. Boulay Gia, just before half-time, scored the opening goal after a defensive mistake. Then just after the break, Fumari Jeju scored a brilliant header. Credit to Qatar, though, because they fought back. Edouard Mendy, the Senegal keeper, the Chelsea goalkeeper, made a brilliant save 
from close range to deny Ishmael Mahmoud. I reckon that could be the save of the tournament. And then Qatar finally got their first goal of the tournament when the sub, Mohamed Muntari, headed in. The crowd loved it. There was a great noise. The comeback was on. But then another sub, Bamba Diang, wrapped it all up with a fine finish with six minutes to go for Senegal. Qatar's fate was sealed when the Netherlands drew 1-1 against Ecuador. PSV Eindhoven's Cody Gakpo put the Netherlands ahead in that game with a superb strike in the sixth minute. But Ecuador captain Valencia levelled in the second half with his third goal of the tournament. The Dutch football journalist Marcel van der Kran wasn't impressed by his country's display. The Dutch, we can't defend, we can only attack. And it was the worst performance so far from Holland under Louis van Gaal and uh, it must be better. Memphis Depay came on and you could almost tell this is a man who has not played for months and we discussed this before the game everybody thought about it you know is it wise to to, to bring him on should you start with him and if it's not working out you can change him uh, substitute him but it's, it's not wise to gamble on only one man up front and there is now uh, also a very strong call for Van Gaal to return to the real Dutch system of 4-3-3, which is the Johan Cruyff system, is the Johan Cruyff way of footballing, what every kid in Holland is used to, and every player in that Holland team is used to when he goes through the ranks of the academies, always with three players up front, uh, a number 10 behind it, and two real wingers, and that must certainly be the case against Qatar. And now to the weather. It'll be mainly cloudy with one or two rain patches, moderate east to northeasterly winds. And the outlook, a few rain patches tomorrow, rather warm during the day in the following couple of days. But temperatures will fall appreciably on Wednesday, rather cool in the morning in the latter part of next week. And currently at the observatory, it's 22 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity now at 92%. And that's all the news for now from RTHK. I'm Dr. Siu Kakao, pediatric respirologist. The best protection for kids aged 6 months or above against the surging pandemic is arranging for them to get COVID-19 jabs. Catching COVID-19 isn't like having a cold or flu. A severe case like encephalitis may lead to intensive care or even death. Vaccination can reduce severe cases in pregnant women, who can then pass antibodies to the fetus. Newborns can also get the antibodies through breastfeeding from vaccinated mothers. Workers should clarify their status as employees or self-employed persons before signing contracts. Many factors such as employment rights and benefits should be considered, and employment status is decided by both parties, not just by employers. Employees can refuse if employers change their status to self-employed against their wish. If employees don't get their statutory benefits, they may call the Labour Department complaint hotline at 28152200. Radio 3. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. So now, it's all about what gets us cooking, what keeps things frying in the kitchen. Now for me, it kind of depends what I'm doing. So for instance, if I'm wanting to get a little of that Mexi flavor... Some tacos, some burritos, some chimichangas. Then I kind of feel the vibe. I got to go with it. You know, like a little Santana. Oye, como va?
That's right. But now let's say I'm bringing out the pasta, the linguine, the fettuccine, the seafood. Well, then... Say some people long ago were looking for a different tune, one that they could croon as only they can. They only had the rhythm, so they started swaying to and fro. They didn't know just what to use But this is how the blues really began This is the way the blues began They heard the breeze Through the trees but in general, when I'm just ready to cook and grill, I gotta get my groove on. Yes. Keep the fires hot. Playlist Posse. Bringing you some of their kitchen tunes. Here's Beast of Burden. <laughs> 